Welcome to our podcast from the Association for the Advancement of Medical Instrumentation, AMI. I'm your host, Stephanie Stevens, and today we're talking about cybersecurity with two guests from Intermountain Healthcare in Salt Lake City. We welcome Priya Upendra, Compliance Manager for Clinical Engineering, and her colleague, Mike Buzdicker, System Director for Clinical Engineering, also at Intermountain Healthcare. And our first question, a fairly broad one, to both of you, how significant an issue is cybersecurity in healthcare today? Cybersecurity in healthcare today, as I look at it, it's actually been an issue for a number of years, but I think we're finally getting the attention that's required uh, in this area for medical devices in healthcare as a whole. Because it's been an issue for years, we're probably a little bit further behind than a lot of the industries out there when it comes to protecting our devices. And as well as in the healthcare industry, some of the other issues that we've faced in the past that we're kind of getting a handle on now is the resources that are required from the HTM field, from information systems, leadership, frontline staff, and the education that's associated with it as well. So it's been an issue for quite some time, and we're finally getting to the point where it's getting the attention that's required in order to, to benefit healthcare. Priya, any comments on that? I agree with Mike. I think um, over the last couple of decades, uh, increasing the medical devices have been connected to the network, and uh, that brings the risk of intrusion by cyber criminals who could steal electronic patient health information or install malware or alter the treatment delivered by the equipment or just render the equipment unusable. So this is a very important topic in cybersecurity and healthcare today. So it seems like cybersecurity in hospitals really involves two broad components. First, making sure patient data is secure, and then making sure devices function properly unharmed by viruses and hackers. Do you both agree with that? In looking at that, I think there are two broad components. And when we talk about securing patient data, it's not just securing the patient data that's on the equipment, but also protecting that patient data that's on the network and contained within the hospital as a whole. So we've got to look at medical devices, not just from the perspective of hackers getting into the device and pulling information off of the equipment, but also utilizing the device, the medical device, as an entry point to get onto the hospital network. So it may not be a hacker intention to get on there and impact the operation of the equipment, but their intention may be to utilize the equipment to access the network. So what we've got to do as an industry and, and as healthcare organizations, we've got to look at what the mitigation of risk that's associated with control of the equipment, and we need to monitor that risk going forward and work with our manufacturers in order to protect the data that's on the equipment, protect the patient that's connected to the equipment, but also protect the organization from hackers that may use the medical equipment as an entry onto the network. Thank you, Mike. Priya, what do you think about that? I think definitely it involves two broad components. One is making sure the patient data is secure, and second, making sure the devices are functioning as expected or intended. Again, this is a huge ecosystem here. You know, we have the healthcare organizations, the manufacturers, regulatory agencies, the law enforcement, and the government agencies here. And I think the impacts of connected medical equipment has a lot of socioeconomic factors ranging from you know, security of the uh, confidential patient data, as well as making sure the devices perform accurately. So let's focus now on Intermountain Healthcare, and let's go back to July 2014. 
It was at that time, I believe, that you conducted an internal audit of your hospital systems. So what did you learn about the security of your medical equipment? Back in 2014, the internal audit department of clinical engineering started to look at the equipment disposition process for our healthcare system. And what we found on the disposition process is that we weren't, um, that the devices were not being looked at from the perspective of do they contain PHI and information that needs to be sanitized before the device leaves the facility. And as we started looking at that, it turned into more of an audit in looking at the entire asset lifecycle management of the equipment. So we started looking at things like pre-procurement evaluations, transport of devices, outside repair, service provider management, network control, documentation, and overall inventory control. So we understood what the basic issues were, but what the audit did was provided an avenue for us to gain attention of organizational leadership, caregivers, and everyone involved with the entire asset lifecycle management process. So Priya, let me ask you, how did you feel about what you learned? For example, were you surprised by anything? No, I wasn't really surprised, but there are four important lessons that I learned. I've been working in the cybersecurity space for about four years now, and I would like to highlight about six major lessons. The first being, you know, you have to collaborate and share information across the industry with other healthcare systems. You need to partner with the manufacturers and make sure that, you know, you are compliant with all the parameters outlined in the HIPAA security or the privacy rule. Second, you need to collaborate within members of your own healthcare delivery organization, the legal department, the patient safety and risk management, the IT or the IS department, and the clinical engineering, as well as the supply chain. You need to look at the whole life cycle of the medical device and not just the procurement piece or the disposition piece. The third, you need to make sure you have support from the senior and the executive leadership. And you need to have dedicated staff within your team, and you need to make sure that you're following up with the manufacturers on a daily basis. And you need to partner and support with your IT folks. We hear a lot about clinical engineering and IT tug-of-wars. I mean, it's said that they don't get along very well, but I think my experience, both the teams, we've received tremendous support in many of the organizations that we've worked with as well as, you know, we learn a lot from each other. Lastly, we need to have an excellent project plan, which is detail-oriented, and you're actually touching all the aspects of this ecosystem. That's a really excellent outline, the way that you summed that up. Thank you, Priya. So, Mike, let me ask you, how did you all address the challenges, and what was the solution that you ultimately came up with? What we did early on in the process, we did a lot of the things that Priya had talked about in her previous comments, The first step in the process is we put together a medical device risk evaluation and mitigation committee, and that committee included people from HTM, from plan engineering, from information systems. It included our chief information security officer. With that committee, we then started to implement or develop a plan with milestones and dates that are set with them, and also we formed and developed an internal application that allowed us to measure the risk of legacy devices in our overall asset lifecycle management of equipment. So we look at in the application that we've got now to develop mitigation processes, disposals, sanitation procedures and processes that'll go into that application as we manage the life cycle of our assets that's contained in that application that helps us mitigate those risks. 
So, Mike, let's continue here. Assessing the entire medical device inventory from a cybersecurity risk perspective sounds a bit like a daunting task. So how did you make that more manageable? You know, it is. It's a huge task. It requires a significant amount of time and resources. We needed to understand the issue is not going to be resolved overnight. We needed to set a plan in place that was going to allow us to reach those milestones And we needed to look further out in the future instead of saying this is going to be done within six months. We knew that the process was going to be a little bit longer than that. So we needed to develop a plan, where to start, what do we want to capture, what are our milestones. We needed to make sure that we had organizational leadership support and we had support from internal experts from information systems as well as other departments across the organization. Very comprehensive. So Priya, let me move over to you. What do you think are the results of the effort that has been expended here? And further, how would you describe cybersecurity today at Intermountain Healthcare? I think we at Intermountain Healthcare are ahead of the game compared to many other organizations. And uh, we've been very open with our information sharing and collaboration across the industry. Uh, Right now, we do have an in-house application that we use to perform the risk assessments or in particular, the cybersecurity risk assessments on connected medical equipment. Right now, we have tremendous development efforts that are in progress to improve that application, not only to use it for connected medical equipment, but also to expand to other, you know, IoT devices across the system. That is one. And we have tremendous support from the corporate compliance team, where we are actually concentrating on computer-based trainings for all employees across Intermountain and to kind of create awareness on what are the risks or impact of connected medical equipment. Thank you very much for that. So it seems like cybersecurity is the kind of work that really is just never done. Do both of you agree with that? And then one other question related, how can any healthcare system stay on top of the threats when technology changes faster and faster and hackers keep trying new things? I mean, you never know what you're going to wake up to, do you? That's right. It's a continued ongoing process. It's not one of those things where you can assess your current and existing risk, mitigate those risks, and put protections in place, and then be done with it. It's an ongoing process. It requires continuous monitoring of network devices. We've got to look at the risk associated with existing devices, new equipment that's coming in, new technology that's being developed. We have to have accurate and reliable inventory and data management, which means that we have to continue that collaborative effort with our service providers, with our manufacturers, with outside entities that we're working with that are focusing on the cybersecurity issue in healthcare. So it is a continual process across the entire industry for every organization. Priya, what do you think about that? I think there are a lot of factors that go into staying at the top of threats and the technology here. One, we have to collaborate across the industry and everyone involved in the cybersecurity ecosystem. Second, you have to stay current with the growing technologies and the regulations that are updated, you know, on a daily basis. You need to familiarize yourself with the IT processes, the principles, and you need to help develop a combined expertise in healthcare technology management and information systems. What do you think are the top three lessons learned or maybe tips from this project that you could share with other healthcare systems? Mike, let's start with you. Sure. I would think the top three lessons learned as we've moved through this process at Intermountain Healthcare is first to understand the issue and the importance of communication across the organization. And that's from top to bottom. 
We've got to have buy-in and input from our chief information security officer. We have to have buy-in from organizational leadership from the top, but it's also communication down to frontline staff and education of that staff as well so that they know what the issues are and they know what they can do, their part in the process of preventing any type of breach or security issue when it comes to medical equipment. The next step I would suggest, number two on that, would be to develop a plan that can be accomplished within a reasonable time frame and include milestones. And that's going to be a collaborative plan that's put together across the organization that does include leadership, information systems, HTM, and and other departments, um, compliance and risk that are associated with the entire process. And then my third recommendation is to be sure to include subject matter experts from within the organization and outside the organization. Again, that includes information systems, HTM, plan engineering, compliance, risk, legal, as well as organizations like Amy and NHISAC that are focusing on this cybersecurity issue as well. So those would be my three tips or lessons learned that I would suggest for healthcare organizations out there. Those are going to be very helpful. Thank you, Mike. Well done and summarized. Priya, what do you think? What are your top three lessons learned? I think Mike pretty much covered it all, but I just have one uh, important aspect to add to that is strong coordination, communication, and support from the clinical community that involves the nursing and the physicians. Um, and that is not only required to accommodate your equipment downtimes or you know, during installations and upgrades and, you know, installing security compensating controls, but also just to have a clinical champion support your uh, initiative. Thank you both for such really comprehensive information today on our Amy podcast. Priya and Mike, thank you for joining us here today. And those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us here at the Association for the Advancement of Medical Instrumentation. I'm your host, Stephanie Stevens. Join us for another podcast soon. Thank you.